0: Welcome to the Dungeons & Dragons podcast. I am Greg Tito, your dungeon master for the next hour, where we're going to play a game.
1: Let's play a game.
0: Shelley Mazanoble is our resident sorceress.
1: Hello. Pew yeah. pew. <laughs> Oops. Oops. I hate when that happens burning (laughs) facilities get
0: so mad they're really upset about it oh no how you doing Shelly?
1: I'm good how are you? not too shabby good
0: I heard uh, some bad things happened to you today yeah
1: actually I'm not so good yeah we need to talk
0: okay let's talk
1: um this is serious I have a serious thing to talk about okay um don't smirk, Ryan. I'm in pain We always year. talk about
0: serious things on the podcast. We do.
1: And I, I, that's why I feel comfortable bringing this up in this environment. Can't so what Can't wait. Woo. So I don't know. People probably don't know, but I have a new role here at Wizards that for like the last six months or so I've been taking point on our Avalon Hill board games.
0: I love Avalon Hill. I love it too. Yeah.
1: Most of them. Yeah. Um, even before <laughs> I started. No, for... <laughs> no. Even before I started working on the, the brand, there were several games, like Betrayal at House on the Hill, that I love. Um, Robo Rally, awesome game. Fantastic. Guillotine, Del Moody, great games. Acquire, yeah. love it.
0: Axis and Allies.
1: Axis and Allies, great game. Bread and butter. Bread and butter. So some of the games I hadn't played yet. It's a huge catalog, so... There's a lot of games I haven't played yet. But. Yes. So, as you know, because you're part of this, many members of our team have started a game of diplomacy. That's right. I can't even say the name.
0: The best uh, friend-ending game well, I've ever. I've always
1: heard that about this game, and I thought, okay, people, like, how stable are your friendships that a game could actually do this? But I've heard. I've heard people actually say, like, I don't talk to my anymore because this game of diplomacy. Because
0: of what happened.
1: And then I thought, well, we're all co-workers, so that won't happen to yeah. us because we're super professional so and Chris, we all really like each other.
0: Chris Dupuis set up uh, 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 this way to play so it's a little bit, it's long. It's yeah. not like we're all sitting in a, no. in a, uh, a room and playing all together. Right. We have turns, so we do the spring on a Tuesday and the fall on a Thursday, yeah. and then there's all the diplomacy in between. in between.
1: Whatever happens in between is up to you and whoever. Right. So I was...
0: Was.
1: I was, was from <laughs> Russia. And you are? Uh, France. France. I was playing as France. Um, and there's four other people that we're playing with. And they're really the nicest people normally. your friends. They're my friends. And I got, <laughs> I've learned really, really quickly. Like I kind of leaned on Chris Dupuy a little because he was teaching me the game too. Right. So I've kind of like, I'm not that good at strategy. And it's kind of like, what do I do? do? Like, I really didn't, he wasn't anywhere near me because he was England. So I thought we have plenty of people we could focus on other than each other. Mm -hmm. Needless to say, he screwed me over maybe four times. Yeah. And I just kept falling for it and falling for it and falling for it. And, like, he was so earnest. And he's done it to you. Well, you actually did it to him more.
0: That's what he says. That's what he claims. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. Our, our. I was playing as France. He's playing as England. Uh, and so in, as we had a, a, a non-conflict agreement, essentially. and uh, You broke we, it. Uh, no, he broke it.
1: Well, you were like, you right. had a fleet somewhere. We, we've been arguing
0: won't. about it on Twitter, so you could probably go find all of well, the, the things. Well, I'm on your on th- side. I really that, don't care. Well, so now after, you're on like, nobody's side because you're stop. out. Stop. Russia is gone. Russia has, as of the last turn today, I, Russia is no more.
1: Russia has fallen.
0: Russia has fallen to the Turks of all people. I
1: know. Run, so that mate. was that was ugly.
0: That was ugly. So anyway,
1: like we had an alliance. Mm-hmm. Greg and I and um, our boss, Liz, mm-hmm. and Dave Gershman. We were we all formed the Stab Alliance and I actually like <laughs> met in conference rooms yeah. <laughs> and projected the map yeah. up on a screen and we were really like sitting there strategizing. And I did not think today was the day I would fall. I knew I was falling.
0: <laughs> we thought at least you had one more year. I
1: thought I had one more year in me. And yeah. then it was just a whole bunch of bouncing yeah. and so I'm really angry at Ben. He's really yeah. my new enemy. BEN
0: Petrof- PETROSOOR, who's yeah. been playing uh, uh, the uh, Turks.
1: He's enemy number one. Because I do believe we've made Chris feel so bad that he was actually like showing you his orders. Yes. Because he is a nice that's, guy. That's exactly
0: what happened. He tried so hard to get back into my good graces. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he was willing. But I didn't ask for any of the intel. And he basically told me exactly what he was doing so far to show me the paper that he had written his orders down on. And I was like, I'm not a- I did not ask for this. And, and I'm going to use this against you now. And
1: this is how dumb I am, because <laughs> Ben comes running up to me last Thursday or Tuesday, I don't right, even know right. when. And he was like, "Okay, okay, we're going to work together. I'm supporting you. I'm going to help you get Chris out of Russia or England, you know, out of Russia." And I'm like, "Oh, really? Yeah. Like you want to help me? That's so sweet." And he was very sincere. And, this, and I said, why would you go against Chris? Because everyone knew you guys were allies. And he was like, he's in the lead. So now it's you know, game over. Nobody's on anyone's in right. diplomacy. And then following up, he kept telling me, like, this is what we're going to do. And here's the deal. And I even said, let me see your orders, just to make sure that we're really. And he said, no. And I was still like, OK. Sure, why not? you don't need to see it. I'll no just problem. trust you. Yeah. <sighs> Oh, wow. it was ugly. But I, I mean, I've really, I really, there was some anger in You me.
0: have been, I think out of everyone, you were been traded like at least three legitimate times. and Probably <laughs> like four or five additional times that people just kind of assumed. <laughs> they just uh, took over my country. Yeah, exactly. Like at it's some gone.
1: point I was just like, okay, who do I just want Russia to go to? Because I'm not going to win this game, obviously. I'm, But it's still... It's done.
0: Well, it's definitely proved that this that Diplomacy is like a game where the rules uh, are all set up. You know, they're very simple combat rules. There's a lot of weird corner cases and things that, yeah. that, that come up, but the rules themselves are one-to-one. Like, a troop is worth one, yeah. and you need another person to help you. So it forces you to talk to your allies, just like we were doing, and... And figuring it out. And it actually does become a game of diplomacy. It's amazing.
1: what are you going to do now? Like, are you going to avenge me?
0: I'm going to avenge you by taking out uh, uh, England. That's my goal. Fine. Yeah.
1: I'm so sad. That's pretty much my only goal at this relieved. point. I don't even
0: really want to win the game at this point. I just want to take out not was I didn't, wasn't,
1: didn't want to win. I just wanted to get one of my stars back. Yeah.
0: And that's what, you know, it's these little little victories, these little moral victories yeah. that really matter.
1: <laughs> and I don't have any of those victories because I wasn't even like a good sport about it. I can't even say, well, no. at least I played with dignity and all. I like threw my notebook at Ben. <laughs>
0: You hit him in the dongle. <laughs> I didn't
1: mean that. I just have really bad aim. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that was also a Chris threw your Russian troops at you. He, well, that was weird. There was weird. all kinds of like, assaults that happening. That
1: was really weird.
0: He's punch He like gonna like, like he,
1: rub salt in the wound. We're I'm right the next loser. to HR.
0: We should be talking to HR over our game of diplomacy. That's true. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So
1: anyway, well, we're
0: gonna start writing up uh, uh, on the Avalon Hill Twitter a little bit. At least showing some pictures of uh, of, our, well, of our wizards game. Well, I have
1: been just showing a few little things on our app. Avalon Hill Facebook page. So please join us there if you're not following us on or liking us on Facebook. Yeah,
0: give them a like on Facebook. You can follow what's uh, happening in this crazy office game.
1: Well, I mean, not anymore because I'm not talking about it
0: anymore. All right. Well, one of us will put it
1: up. Now that I'm just a spectator, yeah, it's going to be fun. I will... Continue to, to write up some things about it. Nice. But we are also recently on the Twitters. On the Twitters. Avalon Hill is on the Twitters. It's
0: at Avalon Hill 2. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Because it's the, it's like, the best one. It's, it's like the, the second best one, one available. It's, like, it's the second best Avalon It's like Hill. Double Dragon 2, like Ghostbusters right. 2. It's like
1: the second coming of Avalon <laughs> Godfather Hill. 2. Yeah. The best ones. Yeah, yeah. So um, please follow us on Twitter. And um, if you haven't already purchased your copy of Diplomacy... Get it, because I'm not sure how much longer I'm going to let that game stay in print.
0: <laughs> Shelley has the power. She she actually had a, a burn order ready to go to the warehouse to burn all copies of Diplomacy. Do you
1: know, and then the the, oh, the other salt in the wound was Dupuis was like, I really need your destruction orders. <gasps>
0: I'm yeah.
1: dead. I'm gone. I'm, I'm not gonna write a destruction order for my three remaining that armies. Are,
0: you're, what, I think what, you, what you know. What did you write on that order? Did you want I to share said, that?
1: Bitches get stitches, and I put an, an asterisk next to bitches, and then at the bottom I said bitches equals Ben. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> not Chris. Like Chris is okay. Is He's he also- not okay? But well, like, it's it a plural. Ben. You can put two people in, the, in under bitches.
1: <laughs> I feel like I feel like it, Ben is enemy number one.
0: I I'm on board with. that. I
1: saw him in the hall yesterday. Completely unrelated, obviously to the game, and yeah. he like kind of he goes, "Hey," and I just go, "Mm mm," and he <laughs> goes, "Okay, just like." <laughs> just like I see how it is now.
0: That's how diplomacy Uh -uh. shatters teams.
1: I get it now. It's a team-shattering exercise. I know. So we need. Maybe we need to play some D and D together to bring us back together. That's
0: probably a good idea.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because these games are like some polar polar opposites.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm having a lot of fun with diplomacy. It's also my first time. I've never played. I've always heard about it too. So it's been uh, a lot of fun, even with all the ups and the betrayals and the downs and the destructions and and all that. I'm hoping I can avenge Mother Russia.
1: Oh thank you. France
0: and Russia have a long history of working together.
1: I bought the hat. <laughs> you bought a hat. I'm for... gonna put a picture of my awesome hat on, on the Twitter. That's what
0: you should do. Yeah. yeah. You should become like the the, the narrator of, of, of <laughs> with <will>. the game <laughs> with laugh, the Russian hat. It. Yeah, exactly. Do like vines for of like Mother thing. Russia. Yes. It's very upset with the Turkish peoples.
1: Yeah. And with Google Translate, I can pretty much say anything.
0: Oh, yeah. You can up. write it in the Cyrillic alphabet yep. and everything. All right. So there's yeah. a lot of cool stuff coming to the Twitter uh, account for Avalon Hills. Yeah. Doing? All right.
1: Anyway, thanks for I, that. made me feel
0: a little better. I feel like you got it out. You got it out of your system. Yeah. Nice. I'm well, just... we have some awesome guests coming on that, uh, to talk about. That will about, help.
1: Take my mind off. We this.
0: can talk a little bit about diplomacy with them and how they. Uh, Maybe uh, they've played it. I'm, I, yeah. We'll have to ask. That's That'll be one of your questions. You ask him that. I will. Nice. Uh, we have Anna Prosser-Robinson joining us, uh, one of the founding members of Miss Clicks, as well as Stephanie Powell, another founding member of Miss Clicks. So we'll awesome. be talking all about that um, and uh, what they do and all the awesome shows that there are going on. Uh, also, uh, Curse of Strahd is out now in stores and in wide release, so please go ahead and check that out. Uh, uh, buy it from your local gaming store, uh, or it's available on Amazon, Bars Noble, wherever you buy books. Uh, it's an awesome book. Um, I am super book. excited for uh, how it turned out and for all of the macabre, gothic, horror, fantasy things that are going to happen to people. It's going to be nasty. People are going to fall in love slash hate with Strahd again. So. Like Diplomacy. Just like to bring it all back. <laughs> Check that out, and of course, you can uh, rate this podcast on iTunes. Please do so. Give it a review. Uh, give us some some ratings. Give us some awesome feedback. Uh, mm-hmm. and Ryan
1: actually read some reviews. He did. Yeah, yes. and we were thinking about doing some, some uh, really nice ones.
0: Some mean tweet reading too of, of, of bad reviews. <laughs> Maybe we'll do it on the, another installment of the podcast just for fun. Yeah, yeah.
1: we could read them like spoken word.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like it's we'll get a beat. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This makes sense. Okay. Ryan's in. Ryan that, is huh? nodding his head yeah. enthusiastically, mostly because he wants to be in a rap again, which is not going to happen. <laughs> oh, it's not. <laughs> well, a spoken word is different, of course. Uh, all right. So uh, yeah, let's go and uh, uh, talk to our awesome guests about uh, about what they do. Woohoo! Woohoo! Uh, we have uh, Stephanie Powell. Hello.
2: Hello
0: there. How are you doing? I'm good. Where are you I'm calling? Actually.
2: Uh, I'm in, where am I now, Anna? I'm in <laughs> Washington. I just moved. I'm sorry. Um, I'm from Oregon. Okay. Uh, and I just moved from Bend, Oregon up to Vancouver, Portland area. Oh, nice. So Vancouver, yeah. Washington, not Canada. I was just going to say, I got very confused. <laughs> we're practically yes. neighbors. Yes.
0: Well, we're all moving to Canada soon.
2: Right. Right. I know. <laughs> keep
1: going
0: north. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're also joined by uh, Anna Prosser-Robinson. Hello. Hi. I right. am
3: joining you from the Twitch offices in San Francisco. Oh, lovely. Sunny,
0: sunny San Francisco. I was just
1: in San Francisco a couple weeks ago, and it was 70 and sunny and
3: gorgeous. Really? And yes. you know what's crazy is today it's drizzling and gray. <gasps> oh, oh wow. Wow. It's just, it, I like the variety, though. I like that yeah. San Francisco can never quite make up its mind. No.
1: I love it. It's a beautiful city.
0: It is. It's one of my favorites. Uh, so you guys are the uh, two of the founding members of Misclicks. Yes, we are. are. So, uh, well, we're gonna get. Well, I want to talk about your history with D and D and like where you first started playing. But uh, as a way of introduction, uh, why don't uh, you, Stephanie, tell us what what is what is Miss Clicks for people who, who who may not know about uh, all the lovely stuff you guys do?
2: Sure. Um, so, Miss Clicks is essentially an online community. Um, it's a group of people, a group of community leaders that have come together. Um, And our main goal is just trying to make the internet a better place um, for everyone. And right now, um, a lot of what we're doing is focused on on taking care of women in our culture. um, Just because we need a safe safe space to congregate. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's kind of how Miss Clicks was born. Um, Anna has a better grasp (laughs) on the story, I think. um, Because you were more connected with the other two.
3: Yeah, actually um, when the idea for Miss Clicks first came about it was very much based in eSports because it was myself, Miss Harvey uh, and Live in Pink who were involved with Starcraft and Mm Counter-Strike and I had ended up Hanging out with them at quite a few esports events over the years as our careers grew and as e- esports grew. But we all noticed that we would see these amazing, compelling, bright eyed, bushy tailed, awesome women coming into the scene, and we'd be really excited about what they were about to do. And then we'd notice six months to a year later that they were just gone. Mm. And so we started to theorize, you know, why is it that we have stayed? What is it that we think these women need? And we hypothesized that if we could make a place that people could um, hang out with other women and feel safe and a place where maybe they could get hooked up with mentors and a place where they could see role models be elevated that they could identify with, meaning, you know, hey, she can do it, so I can do it too kind Mm -hmm. of thing, that maybe we could increase retention because we knew that for us, the big indicator had been when I'm having trouble with the various pitfalls that might face anyone in eSports as well as especially being a woman in eSports, I can lean on these other two girls that I have here with me. So um, it started from eSports and Stephanie especially had expertise in kind of being an online community developer and social media maven and so we brought her on to help us expand it outside of eSports and the the idea was born from there and it's grown into um, Basically like a content producing live stream is our main focus right now just trying to get women's faces on the internet doing things that typically people uh, find surprising for women to do. We think it's kind of still silly that we often see the message like, whoa, girls actually play Dungeons and Dragons or like oh, yeah. girls actually <laughs> play video games. We, we get that in our chat a lot but until we stop seeing that, we've really got to focus on making sure that that misconception is uh, fixed.
2: Yeah. And we had so many broad interests in what we were doing that it was actually, we started with D&D. That was our first show um, on the live stream because I think we all kind of realized, okay, here's this cu- sort of great equalizer between everybody's talents. You know, this geeking, geeky culture, you get to kind of take everybody from all different backgrounds, put them into role play, and it ends up being, you know, just mm-hmm. a ton of fun. So.
0: Yeah, and it sounds, uh, not. I mean, your, your, your founding principles are not unlike what makes a D&D group work. Uh, exactly True, right. Is you know, everybody supporting each other for for a common goal. So that sounds mm-hmm. awesome.
3: Yeah, yeah. That was definitely what drew us to D was D uh, was that it was that really good starting place to be whoever we wanted to be and then and tell, tell stories through a medium that was not us standing on a soapbox and preaching our ideals, right. but through <laughs> other people's eyes and, and with other people's input and exploring areas that maybe we wouldn't personally, but that our characters definitely would. And it, it freed us very much so to kind of tell our stories and explore these issues.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's exciting.
3: I've always found D&D
1: as a game that I feel like women would naturally gravitate to because mm-hmm. it's just it's kind of inherent to our nature like, we like being together we like being part of a pack we like supporting we like having a common goal and it's just it always surprised me that you know well it i discovered it late in life and i thought mm-hmm. whoa yeah this, this game is perfect for women and you it's-
3: can say that about humanity in general too you right. know it's like we <laughs> we love to be creative together and yeah and- be freed from our everyday, you know, restrictions or inhibitions. And D&D allows us to do that.
1: Yeah. I mean, ever since from being a very young age, too, that's just Mm -hmm. children in general are natural role players. But, you know, I remember growing up and really being very into the make believe games and taking on different roles and much more so as my brother kind of gravitated towards the sports. I was still like, pretending to be on a soap opera and, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> playing with my stuffed animals and yeah. giving them all names and, you know, kind of like making a D&D party out of them. Right, right. Yeah.
0: And you can see from a really early age, too, like my, my two your, girls, your daughters. my uh, two and four who, uh, uh, you know, 90% of what they want me to play with them is... Role playing. It's all making yeah. stuff yeah. up and like, you know, hey, let's go do this and you be the daddy and I'll be this. Yeah, and, you know, and, and your
1: that. daughter has, she already has her character. She the, does what have it. She queen, hasn't really picked it queen up queen since giving. then. What was her the thing? giving queen. The giving queen. Yeah, my oh, four-year-old. Awesome. She Isn't found, that the best? Yeah, Isn't
0: that the best? I told That's this uh, uh, on the podcast a while ago, but it was, it was she She had found like a, 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 a piece of um, fabric that was like gauzy and she wrapped it around her head like a headdress and then she took on this affectation I've never seen her do before or since. Like, she hasn't really done it since then. But I, I, she, like, talked in this really elevated, you know, what she <laughs> thought of as, like, an English accent speech. And was bowing and said, oh. I'm the giving queen. And, like, kept, like, b- bestowing her toys to love everybody it. in the room. Oh, I was like, oh, my I gosh. This is amazing. You're, like, so primed for D&D.
1: I know. So at what point it, like, stops? Like, where, where do
3: these girls stop? You know, I have talked to so many people about this because I feel like I, I actually never played Dungeons and Dragons until later in life, like my mid-20s. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember this moment where I realized I was remembering how to play make-believe. Mm-hmm. And I, I somewhere along the line, like you were just saying, forgot how to just sit down and... and and be somebody else and enjoy that for a lengthy period of time and it has changed how i think about problems it has helped me be more empathetic it's helped me be more creative at work so i i can get on a real a real good talk about why dungeons and dragons is an important thing for an adult to do to be successful yes, yes.
0: <laughs> yeah but then you're right i think also i mean uh, as far as you know uh, formative kids as you know and and and, and girls especially you know, I think that's what you got, what makes what you guys are doing so important is because they can see other people doing it. They see other people like them doing it yeah. and it doesn't become, you know, and it, there's no, there's no stereotypes or stigma uh, attached to it because it's just, oh well, yeah, people like me can do this too. And it's just, yeah. yeah.
2: That's one of our biggest goals too with um, the 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 women and, and men that come onto our show is we try we're, we're, you know, we're, we're not quite there yet, but our goal is to really try to have representations of all types of people mm-hmm. um, and not, you know, ultimately our our chat knows. And I mean, we still get the few bad eggs here and there. Like they know that our main goal is not to focus on anyone's appearance. Mm-hmm. So when you come in and say hi, talk about the game, talk about what we're doing, there's no need, male or female, for you to tell us you want to marry them, you know, <laughs> or anything. I, I won't even go into the worst. We all know what it's like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, you know, and that's our goal is we've, we've kind of made this a standard. And so it's, you know, in the beginning, like I spent a lot of time in Twitch chat banning a lot of people. Um, and it's to the point now, I, are we four years now, Anna, doing this? Is I that crazy?
3: I, I was trying to figure it out because <laughs> I know. I think it's I like think almost three. four. I think it's okay. three. But it's been quite a while that this has been (laughs) developing, for sure.
2: (laughs) But we're at the point now where our chat is, you know, kind of self-sufficient. We don't have to really watch them all the time. They kind of know what to expect. We've got those great moderators. And so when new people come in, it's just, you know, it's not fighting on Twitch like you can find in some circles. It's like, hey, that's not what we do here. Um, And then that's about it. And if people either leave or they hang out. um,
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I I've noticed that in other in other communities too. It's it's mm-hmm. I think the, the there's there was this pervasive uh, thought to not read the comments or or not ignore or to just ignore when people are are, are, are acting in a certain way. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, what I found is what exactly what you're talking about is like having just having a little bit of, hey, that's not that's not appropriate, and this Absolutely. is why, um, can can really have a profound impact on people because they don't even really realize. Many of them don't even realize what they're doing, and and, and, And it's also not
1: the reaction they. Maybe they want a bigger reaction than like an adult reaction of like, no, sorry, not appropriate. Yeah. Oh, that's.
2: I think that's been the main like thing we've learned over time is if you're just really upfront and forward and not mean yourself and more informative at mm-hmm. uh, like nine times out of 10. Honestly, people are like, Oh, sorry. I didn't know that that wasn't allowed because they think that they're being like twitchy, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and it's, you know, there's a code of conduct within every channel on Twitch and, um, ours is just a little bit more civil.
0: <laughs> so, uh, you, you mentioned how, uh, you know, uh, Anna is in San Francisco and you're in, uh, now in, uh, uh, Vancouver, Washington, Washington. <laughs> uh, and then I, I imagine a lot of the other the other two founders are in two different places as well. Correct?
2: They're in Canada. Both yeah, it's in
0: Canada. That's right. I knew it was far flung. <laughs> so, what's it like running? I mean, you, I know you guys have uh, uh, other other people and other other minions doing sure. all different things. So, what's it like running some kind of a community like this that's far flung?
2: Um, so, to it's. Super easy for me, um, but that's because <laughs> I'm also the community manager for Roll20, and mm-hmm. Roll20, our entire company, is virtual as well. So I'm, I've already been doing this in both ways um, kind of for a long time, and I work from home, so it's awesome. And Anna, Anna actually and I both come from, we've both been doing kind of gaming stuff forever, and Anna worked at home and managed a long-distance group for a long time um, with EG stuff, right, Anna?
3: Yeah. I would say the challenge comes from the fact that this is an entirely volunteer organization sure. that is just people who <laughs> want to make cool stuff together and make a difference. And so the problem is that for a lot of us it ends up not being able to be the priority. So that that accounts for our, you know, slow development over a long period of time and the desire we all have that doesn't match what we're able to do right away. So the, the distance is not so hard. It's just that, um, all of us have important things we're also doing in gaming and in geek geek and gamer culture as well that are really important. I'm here working at Twitch. Stephanie's working at roll 20. Miss Harvey is a pro counter-strike player and world champion. Uh, live in pink works for Ubisoft and is developing rainbow six. So, you know, um, the only challenge is just that this is one of usually three or so jobs for all of us. I <laughs> see, right. right? Yeah,
0: that can get tough. There was definitely yeah. a point in my life where I was, you know, doing theater, will out a day day job, and then with writing about games on the side, and then you quickly get yeah. super frazzled.
1: prioritize. Mm.
2: Yeah, we have a really good support structure underneath us, though, and I think that's the most important thing. Is we've had over. Over the course of three years or whatever, we found um, people literally just volunteers through the internet. We've never we mm-hmm. never met any of these people in real life unless it was at conventions, and so we have like for example Rob, which what's mm-hmm. his new title, Anna? <laughs> I can't He's even remember. He's our uh,
3: operations manager. Operations
2: manager. He started as our graphic designer and then just stepped up and started kind of helping Anna and I keep our heads on straight. Um, and he it's all volunteer. All of these people, and so we we've gone from having talent to having actual business structure all for the sake of wanting to further having more women in our industry.
3: And it's really cool because ultimately our goal was to have a structure on which other people could build the content that they wanted to produce. Mm -hmm. So someone could see, like, I see Miss Clicks having a, a chat that's built out. They have a social media that I can use and they have graphics that might be able to help me. And so I want to put my show there so that I can add to the voices of these role models. Um, and luckily that's starting to happen. We actually only have one day per week that we don't have shows now on Miss Clicks. It's very exciting.
0: That is exciting. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and you guys are also appear on other shows and other streams uh, mm-hmm. as well, right? That are not necessarily, you know, under the Miss Clicks banner. How do you how do you choose which ones to join? Or, 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 you know, I mean, obviously, if you've already spread thin with, with day jobs and volunteering here, yeah. how do you even find the time? You probably
2: get more offers <laughs> than you have time to actually do these I things. don't really, um, but I'm, all, I'm <laughs> well, more behind the scenes. You will now. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a behind the scenes person more so, but um, the only things that I've really done are like, um, Roll20 has its own role-playing content with Adam Koble, yeah. as our games master. And I used to be on a show with them, but um, that was like, I was doing it during my business hours. which is why I'm no longer doing it during my business hours. (laughs) Um, But then the only thing I've ever done, I usually guest star on a lot of our role-playing content for like a day. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: Um, But like I said, for me, it's a little different because I'm not. Anna has a third career, essentially, um, working in esports. And so I just sit at home
3: most of the time.
0: (laughs) You're a quadruple threat, (laughs) Anna.
3: Uh, Yeah, yeah, I, I mean... My days are, I work full-time at Twitch, I help run misclicks, and I do a lot of on-camera work, mostly in esports, like Stephanie said, but for other things, and then I guess the fourth piece is kind of this activism that I've taken on in trying to study and and improve inclusivity in geek and gaming culture. So um, in answering the question, how do I choose which shows to be on, It's usually a measure of, okay, do I actually have any hours that day? (laughs) And then if (laughs) I do have some, um, what is the benefit of, of doing this show? And usually that benefit is me asking, like, does it further the causes that I'm passionate about? Does it further what I'm trying to do in my career? And so actually... Um, I'm sure that, you know, you, you don't mind me mentioning this, that we're actually going, I'm going to be joining the new Dice Camera Action Show for Wizards of the Coast, and that was one of those shows, the same thing, where it was like, it's technically in the middle of my full-time workday, and, you know, I probably, you know, I actually also have Miss Clicks d d that same exact day, directly following that Dungeons & Dragons show, um, but the benefits of it to me were so exciting uh, for personal excitement in terms of me getting to play with that group and for possibly maybe raising awareness about uh, misclick shows and for um, the fact that Twitch is really excited about it and didn't mind me taking time out to do it. So it's all about cost versus benefit. And that was much more of a benefit than a cost.
0: Plus, you get to play with Dungeon Master Chris Perkins in yep. Curse of Strahd, which is, you know, it's got to be pretty That's awesome That's not going to suck.
3: That was the personal (laughs) excitement side. That was like, okay, I'm geeking out totally. So let, how can we make this happen?
0: (laughs) I'm super excited for that to, to, to begin. And actually by the time this podcast comes out, it will already be started and it is awesome. I've seen it. I am so
3: excited. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing a great job. We, I'm actually going to be resurrecting a character that we had previously on Miss Clicks D&D. Oh, no who way. Who died before her time. Oh, I have and, some of those. And, yeah, and we all miss her, and I miss her, and I think that she just had more to say in the world, so she's going to be coming up on that show. That's, That's the best excited. part of D&D, you know?
1: Yeah. The just, deaths? No. <laughs> no, you're getting to, to bring
3: resurrect- her back. Oh. She had sure. more
1: to say. Yeah. It's like the Tim Gunn save on Project Runway. Exactly, exactly like
0: that. <laughs> Make it work.
3: We are huge of Project one. Runway fans. Oh. <laughs> I literally fell asleep watching that last yeah. night. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. Project Runway Junior? I loved it. Oh, yeah. Those kids. So, my god.
0: What yeah. is the character though? Now I want to know more about this character that has had more to say.
3: Yeah. Well, I guess You can started, spoil it now. Uh, this will be after it airs, right? Yeah. That's true. It's been after the show, so it it won't matter. So her name's yep. Evelyn. Um, don't call her Evelyn. She doesn't like it. But she'll only kindly remind you once. Um, once. <laughs> <laughs> she's a paladin, and um, she's kind of—I would say—optimistic. But that doesn't even encapsulate it. She kind of just doesn't even get when anything could be wrong with the world. Um, mm. And so she's kind of this sickeningly sweet, um, and and you just love to be around her. And she takes great care of her friends, and she's awesome. But the the Flaw is that she maybe doesn't really understand when something isn't so good. So she maybe has a little too much faith in people, and she might uh, see a silver lining where there really isn't one, and that might put her and her friends in kind of a pickle. So um, I have a lot of fun with her accent and a lot of fun with the idea that she's this very very powerful warrior, but she is kind of cherubic. Uh, she is kind of a she's kind of short and cute and curly blonde hair and oh, rosy cool. cheeked and all that. So um, I'm, I'm really excited to bring her back in to kind of add some new ideas to her character.
0: What now? I, okay, so you, you have to give at least a brief one sentence example of Evelyn's accent.
3: Uh, <laughs> put me on the spot here, but. Uh, that's what um, I like
0: to do. That's, yeah.
3: I'm Evelyn Marthane, and I just think you are the cutest little thing I've ever seen, and I just want to wrap you in bubble wrap and ship you off to my grandma because you're just the sweetest thing I've ever Aww. seen. Oh my gosh, she's a, she's a her. Southern Belle. She is. <laughs> I can picture
1: her with her bouncy. Girls and her rosy
3: cheeks. <laughs> yeah. oh. I mean, I don't want to have to put my sword in you, but I will. I swear.
1: <laughs> I can, oh, bless your heart.
3: Exactly, that's a good <laughs> phrase.
1: Oh my god, I, I like her.
0: I lived in the South I for five years, and now I'm having like, flashbacks.
1: Yeah, are you homesick now? Should
0: no, you? not at all. <laughs> Yes, the bless your heart was the perfect thing because that's a phrase that is only spoke without irony in in the southern states.
3: (laughs) It's so funny because bless your heart is one of my favorite phrases and my grandmother used to say it to me and my family is like, long, long time from Oregon. And I have no idea where she got it because no one else in Oregon says it except her. So it was kind of an oh, homage funny. to my little warrior grandma. Oh, oh your that's little cool. warrior
2: grandma. She's amazing. <laughs> Anna has the coolest grandma in the world. She's
3: a She gamer. actually plays video games. Yeah. Nice, really? She introduced me to video games when I was a kid. We used to play together.
0: What did she what? used to play?
3: She actually has, in almost mint condition, an Intellivision console, Ooh. which was the lesser known uh, successor to the Atari. Right. And it has a lot of the same games. So we used to play, she called it Donkey Kong <laughs> and, um, and Lock and Chase, which was a knockoff of Pac-Man yeah. and Night Stalker, which was both of our favorite. And we used to play that into the wee hours. And it was like, I had TV restrictions. I had outside time restrictions, everything when I went to visit her. But there were no video game restrictions because oh I would God. just play with her.
1: <laughs> that is
0: awesome. I love that. That is the coolest. Yeah. I so want a grandma like that.
1: Who got, did we talk about how you, you guys got into D? No,
0: we didn't. We skipped it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Did your um, grandmother introduce you to uh, Dungeons and Dragons
2: too? No. yeah, go ahead, Anna. No, I'm
0: no, sorry. Stephanie, go ahead. Be- oh, Anna, sure. Anna's been talking too much. Let's let's <laughs> know, cool.
2: it's, it's a fatal flaw.
0: <laughs> that's your that's your your. I you like know,
2: hearing her talk. That's the difference. That we is. We're good partners. So. <laughs> um, no. Uh, so my my D and D history is 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 generally an adult thing. Except I did my first experience. My actual first experience was my brother and his friends playing. Um, when we were like 8 and 10 or something like that mm-hmm. um, and it was a, I remember it being a lot of fun and I it's one of the few like I'm 31 I can't remember everything when I was a kid at this point <laughs> I'm losing it um but I that's one of my more solid memories of like really enjoying that and um and then I I totally went the sports route myself I was a professional rock climber when I was a kid Oh no
0: way. Um, that's cool oh I'm God. from Bend
2: Oregon Smith Rock oh, is okay right there then, like actually, it's I don't just think me. we had that when I was a kid Yeah no it was a <laughs> I joined a team. It was a big thing, but um, <laughs> so I did sports all the way until college, and then um, and I played video games forever. Anna and I actually met in college, um, in 2006, and so we played Mario Kart or no Mario Party on GameCube for like two years. Mm. Great, and then uh, when we started this business, it was like, okay, we're gonna do D and D, and I was like, okay, I'll give it a try. Um, but my first live game was actually Nimmergeist, which is on YouTube, which is our fifth edition campaign that we did for Miss Clicks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I, was... I had
2: been playing online through Roll20 for like a year, and then I finally uh, got to do that 5e campaign.
0: That so. is pretty cool. And that is that is the uh, show that had the artwork by Just Timmons, which yes. was, mm-hmm. we had uh, uh, mm-hmm. just talked to last week. So very cool.
3: Awesome. Yeah.
0: And so, Anna, how did you how did you first get your uh, feet wet with Dungeons and Dragons?
3: Well, I mentioned that it was unfortunately a lot later in my life. Um, I would say that I had done a lot of role-playing, fun stuff even as a kid. You know, we'd make up plays and play king and queen or whatever it was so that was something i really enjoyed but i didn't get into dungeons and dragons until live in pink was part of jp's role play original role play show Mm. and um she was on that as well as my husband in control or jeff robinson was on the show as well and i just i would sit there and listen to him create this character and just be so jealous because it sounded so fun to just be A different person and creating their thoughts and feelings in real time. So Jen actually approached me and said, "Hey, I'm thinking about making another show. Um, I would love for you to be on it, and I want it to be something with women that we do on Miss Clicks, and I want it to be our first show. So it was her idea. I have to give her uh, give her props for that. But then we brought Neil, yeah, brought Neil Koibu on on board, who has been our DM since the very beginning, and we started with Miss Clicks D and D Pirate Edition, and we, we played an awesome first season, and that was where I really started. And since then, gotten to play a few pen and paper games, but mostly played online. And um, that was, I mean, it's only been a few years that I've been playing. I wish I could say it's been longer, though.
0: No, no, not at all. I mean, I, I, I am the same way. I, I think there's a lot of people who, who, who played when they were, you know, two. Uh, yeah. And, <laughs> and, and have never stopped, and we'll tell you all about, you know, every campaign as it goes through. But I, I have found that the people who got into it in their adult life um, almost have a, 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 more of a breadth of understanding about what makes it so valuable you mm. know what I mean because I think if it's a thing that you've always done you kind of take it for granted mm-hmm. uh, as, as to why it's cool and it's like hey it's my thing and I just do that you know but the people who have who have been enlightened uh, to you know <laughs> explore their D&D fandom at a, at a later age you're right like it's like oh I can be a, a kid again like yeah. I can, I, I can you have you need these-
3: that you need that as an adult you need yeah. that outlet And I would say in, I've mentioned that these issues in in geek and gaming culture that tend to be a little bit exclusionary in some ways, especially toward women, having taken such a deep look at these, um, I find that Dungeons & Dragons is not only a way to be a kid again for me, but a way for me to, like, increase understanding and empathy of other humans. Absolutely. And and as something I I was a competitive speaker and and I was on the debate team and things like that and that was a big part of me learning like how to think from someone else's point of view but Dungeons and Dragons allows me to go even deeper and think from somebody's emotional point of view not Mm -hmm. even their logical point of view and for me that has been so instrumental in in kind of addressing these issues and in being a compassionate member of this community.
0: It also helps with like problem solving too yeah. as mm-hmm. far as, as conflict resolution goes because you know, there's so many people who don't understand compromise or, or, or working together as a group or
3: mm-hmm. or think that
0: they understand working together as a group and then you put them in a D&D setting and those things are tested immediately and they have to feel and they don't, you know, a lot of those things that they learn are not necessarily, uh, uh, things that you would learn around a, uh, a conference room table or something like that. But right. but they are now, they have those skills that are now directly. Life skills, man. They're directly yeah. transferable. <laughs> That's I know. True. it's crazy. Well,
1: We've always well, heard from teachers, educators that, that have actually used D&D for that very reason because it's a great tool hmm. for teaching kids problem solving and to working together. Right? I know. <laughs> yeah, they, they pop up every now and again. And yeah, we love to talk to them. You should. They're we, doing great work.
0: On the podcast this fall, we spoke to a teacher named Cade Wells, and yeah. I actually just ch- Just a quick update for for people who have listened before. I, I talked to him recently, and he's doing even more stuff, and it's really exciting. He can't he was fully divulge it. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Well, it, he he was a speaker at the World Literacy. Convention in like Austria or something, exactly. talking about right. how D and D is a wonderful education tool. He's
0: been working at the Kennedy oh. Center about things, so it's all really? about bringing yeah, right, uh, Dungeons and Dragons to uh, uh, the education community, which I think is is fantastic. Yeah,
2: there's a lot of values yeah. My brother is the middle school counselor, and he actually runs the gaming club nice. after school every day, and so that's basically they do D and D, they do regular video gaming. um and he just kind of introduces them to whatever they feel like playing and lets them do it at school where they're safe and no judgment. I
1: love I'm that. sure
0: he's got that's some awesome. some great stories of like, hey, oh, I yeah. touched this one kid, you know, through mm-hmm. what we did on, on, yeah. and, around the table.
1: And those yeah. kids are going to have great memories of him too. They're going like, to remember him. Well, and as- he's
2: he's like cool guy too, so it's even better. <laughs> you know, he was Mr. Popular and, and is young. He's only 33. So and they love him. It's it's working well.
0: That's, that's awesome. <laughs> So uh, so and, and another, I mean, you guys have kind of done that. You were just saying about the history of misclicks over the last, you know, three or four years. Uh, in that same time frame, online, you know, video and audio of, of Dungeons & Dragons play has really exploded. I mean, I don't think, mm-hmm. you know, even five years ago, you, you, you could maybe point to the Penny Arcade episodes we had on yeah. this podcast. It's like the only time that mm-hmm. there was any kind of things, uh, uh, you know, of, of people paying attention to other people's games. But now it's, it's all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, wh- why do you think that, that has changed? Why do, why do you think this has been this, this huge increase in people watching and, and participating in, in live d My,
2: my, my answer is probably pretty obvious, but I think Roll20 does have a lot to do with it. <laughs> um, the accessibility <laughs> of being able to play online um, with anybody from anywhere um, and jump in and just pick it up, I think has really picked, you know, opened up the doors. But, but it, that too can be said about Twitch. Um, you know, we, when we started doing it, there weren't a lot of people involved, but the fact that technology is changing and it's making it easier for people to go online and kind of broadcast themselves just doing this, um, you know, I think it, seeing everybody having fun, you, you know, in the, the D and D, um, GM, DM community is very, uh, tight knit, I would say. Like mm-hmm. we've definitely been on a lot of other shows. We've had other people on, you, you know. You see people who come on shows where they usually get way more people than maybe their regular viewers, um, stuff like that. So um, I think I I would blame technology, really, at this point.
3: (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) Stupid technology.
3: (laughs) I think you're right that the accessibility of being able to play, because like Stephanie said, a lot of my friends that I would spend the time doing this with are not nearby me physically, so being able to do it online is huge in terms of why Dungeons & Dragons might become more accessible, but in terms of why Dungeons and Dragons shows have become so successful. I think that it has to do with the reason that people consume media and how people begin to feel like they're in uh, relationships with characters. The same things that you can look at in in kind of traditional TV media, why people love soap operas, why people love you know, character dramas, those kinds of things. People get really attached to the characters that they watch in these Dungeons and Dragons shows and it's been so fun to let those characters take life um, alongside any of our fans. Uh, I think of December, who was my first character in our first show. (laughs) One of my longest lived. And she was kind of a basket case. She was kind of just like lost and she had been raised by this cult. It was a whole thing. So she would have really weird reactions to things, and and on our subreddit, people would come in and be so angry. Like December would not have done that. This is what (laughs) December would have done, and you know, and give us a whole reason why. And so on the one hand, as the role player, I'm like, well, I am December, so never mind, she did that. But on the other hand, uh, it was really cool to see people feel like they knew her almost as well as I knew her and and kind of get attached. So I think that in especially this geek and gaming world where it's all about fantastical stories and adventures and we want to get to know these characters and see through their eyes, I think that's what makes D&D so exciting. And then the fact that someone can reach out to me as the, the vessel of December and say like, why is she like this and who is she and what would she think about this? I think that's really fun for creators and gamers. Mm.
0: And you've touched on, on on another thing that made me think. You know what uh, what how, what is the role of 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 the audience in in something like that? I mean, it's is is you know you you were just saying how you know you you felt like they were contributing to uh-huh. you know what you thought of as your character, but like you know how much does that amplify or or. Yeah, it
1: inform your your decisions. It's true. It's interesting yeah. cuz when we play D&D for, you know, my character, and i setting. are very, we're very insular mm-hmm. and it's just me and my character and right. you know, Greg might reach across the table and go, that was so dumb, why'd you do that? <laughs> I would never <laughs> I would never do that. <laughs> just as an example. But yeah, it's true you have a whole audience that's now invested in these characters and mm-hmm. feel some kind of ownership, I guess, towards them. So does that inform how you play the game or parts of your backstory extent
2: like we there, we definitely have had episodes in the past where we said we're doing character creation and we want you to be involved like that's definitely oh, that's a tool cool. a tool that we would use um it kind of depends on the show really be- a lot of the times what our audience more ends up being is stat keepers mm. oh, um, and so Andy. that and that's a lot of fun for them honestly um we have uh is that mark cutley who mm-hmm. um forever and i think he's still doing it I think he's still doing it, uh, making stat pages for like literally everything that we did in show. Um, and so you end up getting influenced, but mainly they're just like your memory because oh, the, our our <laughs> talent, our talent is so busy in real life, that, and a week goes by before they play again. Half the yeah. time they can't even remember what's going on. Oh
0: gosh! Yeah. Um,
2: so that's that's actually kind of mainly more where it goes. But I think we've in the past, I think we've told people to to not really pay attention to chat, mainly when they're problem-solving because we mm. want our our cast to figure it out
0: on their own. Oh, yeah, that would be really disastrous yeah. as far as like, well, let me check the chat and see what they right. think we should do in any given situation. Oh, fireball. Let's just do doing- it. But
2: <laughs> Anna, you can contest, I'm sure, like the, the time when Jen got in that box and um. it took like three hours to figure it out. Oh, and my gosh.
3: So I, I definitely want to like answer to this question, but that. this is a really good story. <laughs> we'll
0: tell yeah, right. Do tell
3: uh, So Live in Pink, Jen, and I, um, our characters got caught in this temple of some kind. You know, we tripped off some some trap that closed this door, and then we were locked in this thing. And, and our DM, Neil, was like, well, I, I hate to break it to you guys, but um, unless you get out of this, you're dead. Like, there's no... There's no escape or anything. And We found out that there was this like seven inch um, opening, like a, I don't know, like a door was open seven inches and, and Jen as a halfling could fit through it. But the argument was that my elf could not fit through it. And we spent at least an hour debating, researching, taking feedback from chat on whether or not at my weight and height, being an elf, my head would fit through that crack. <laughs> <laughs> and and so it has become one of the greatest arguments and debates in our uh, in our show and i guess i guess that would feed into my answer to that question which is kind of like the chat not only keeps stats but also is kind of part of like the celebration of things with you if my character achieves something or does something that i am really proud of or that i think was right or whatever and the chat will be like yes you have triumphed and or come up with like a meme about it or a joke about it It's so much different than me just being like, yeah, I rock by myself, you know, (laughs) and having them there to to celebrate it. But then the flip side of that, too, is that it does put another layer on Dungeons and Dragons, which is that I have to be thinking all the time about not only is this fun for me, but is it entertaining for people to watch, which means that sometimes when maybe you just want to have a three hour long theory crafting about what you should do with this red dragon, Really, the show is going to suffer if that's all we do the entire time. You know? So we have to think about, are we going to get some battle for people who like that kind of stuff? Are we going to do some really good role playing? Have we spent too long trying to solve this problem because we will lose viewers and people won't be having fun? Right. Um, so it adds a whole different layer to just like playing for fun. Yeah.
2: Decision clock. That's what I was trying to think yeah, of. Yeah, decision clock. We had a decision clock. If they yeah. took too long, we would just start in the back end chat. Right. Hey guys make a decision just do it's it yeah. uh, she, you left the best part out of that story anna which was like, anna oh, getting up live on camera putting her head in between a door frame and then measuring it to prove to everyone <laughs> to prove that
3: that <laughs> that <laughs> i everything. did i meant to share that part but yeah i, I brought my webcam Fantastic. with me to the bathroom door that's not too far away and, and a ruler and yes. showed everyone on webcam how wide my head was for proof.
0: Oh my god. But but you weren't an elf though, right? right. So then it's extrapolating what is the elf yeah. head's... Uh, uh-huh.
1: Just a little bit of mouth.
0: Alright, now I gotta go talk to Chris Perkins and find out what the <laughs> yeah. actual measurements... Yep. Maybe it's actually the art team. I need to talk to Richard and Kate and find out... Uh, they know. They,
3: they, the, I bet they know. They know the answers. Is- I'll tell you what we came up with. You can help us confirm. Because nice. I'm human, and my elf was a little bit more slight than me. Mm-hmm. And we figured that a, an elf head might be a little more dainty than a human head. So we figured that uh, a comparable human and elf might have an elf might have a narrower head so you can have them confirm that for us
0: that i mean that all uh, based on all the art that i've seen that makes sense but yeah right. you're right all right we'll 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 get to the bottom of that and get back to you
3: right that's important <laughs> <Thank
0: you. laughs> nice well i mean you mentioned some of it uh of this but you know uh this is something that i've always toyed with as, as soon as i started doing you know online D you know a few years ago it's 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 that showmanship of of making sure that the stream that you're running is entertaining for the people at the table, but then also entertaining for, you know, potentially thousands of people. Uh, Mm -hmm. What would you, what advice or what kind of, you know, uh, answers to specific challenges would you give to people who are thinking about starting their own online group?
2: I think my biggest one is um, think of it more like a podcast, even though it's going to be visual. Mm. Um, because honestly I found at least, and this is just me, but I tend to watch these role-playing shows just by ear. I have them on in the background and then I do my job. Right. And I feel like that's a lot of what Twitch is sometimes. And so if you're not, um, you know, while visuals are really great and they can, you can definitely, you, you know, utilize your resources and make things pretty online. I think you also want to focus on having an engaging story, whether somebody's watching or not.
3: Yeah. I think that's true, and I've gotten that feedback, too, that a lot of people like to listen while they do other things to our show. Um, I think making decisions a little bit faster than you normally would in a D&D game is, is a bit of advice that we had to kind of learn over time. Um, although I hate to say that because it's really fun to really work out problems together, but I think that's something that we've learned. And then also thinking of... Um, Having the DM think of things in terms of like episodic content is really important. Mm. It's sometimes really difficult to think of how what will we achieve this particular show and how can I make sure that all of that happens in three or four hours or however long the show is as opposed to like I'm going to set the adventurers free and see if they find this thing. Um and so it has to be maybe a little bit more manufactured and not so much railroaded as just like, okay, I know if they go to this place, then we're gonna do this today. If they go to this place, we're gonna do this today. And if they go completely off track, I'm gonna make sure that they run into something to fight. You know, <laughs> you know, right. Those that will things.
0: have a good ending point for them, right.
3: Right. Exactly.
0: Well that makes sense.
3: It's a lot um, of pressure.
0: But it is a lot of pressure. As <laughs> as a it DM is. who has done this, yeah. it is a lot of pressure. Yeah.
3: How the different? other thing, too, that's a, lot, a little bit of pressure for all of us is that if you're on a DD and d show, you want to give people time to fall in love with your characters, like we talked about, and you want to make them feel like they're their own. So you need to have those characters survive for a while. Right. <laughs> and as a player, you can't just like run headlong into situations where your character might die because you might get in a situation like we did with, with uh, MissClick's D&D, where we had two or three seasons that were only like two or three weeks long because we just kept dying over party wiping Mm -hmm. and and that was really bad for our viewers and bad for our our uh, viewership and everything so um we had to learn as players to be a little more cautious and we had to work with the dm to be like okay uh please signpost for us if we're about to be really foolhardy you know (laughs) (laughs) and and make sure it comes with us
2: being video game players first a little bit yeah, is is we all kind of like we're d- we definitely are all a little rooted in video games, so it tends to be like, well, you know, my Diablo barbarian could run it, you know what I mean? And you yeah. just kind of figure it away, out. and I'll be fine. Yeah, I try to always play brute characters because if I don't, that's I just I feel the need to rush in every time. Which <laughs> yes. is good to
0: have one or two characters like that, right. but uh, mm-hmm. having an entire party who's like, yeah, sure, yeah. we'll go fight that dragon <laughs> at level three, it'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. can be tough. I can understand that. And, and I know what it's like having with the players who I, – I, I went in through this when I did the Out of the Abyss stream where I feel like I'd given so many signposts to be like, well, you're going to die yeah. if you do X, <laughs> Y, and Z. And they're like, well, let's do X, Y, and Z <laughs> and Q,
1: which will make it even more
0: dangerous. And I was like, okay. But well, somehow, it's kind, of like yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like
1: raising your children.
0: It's kind of like raising your children. Sometimes you have to let them fail so spectacularly.
1: after, after <laughs> Now, do either of you? Um, are you? Have? Do you do dungeon mastering at all? Or are you mostly players? When you guys play, I've only ever
2: hand. been a player. Uh, Anna has some experience in the
3: in the lead. I've tried. Uh, I'm I'm working on getting better. I've been like slowly but surely reading through the, the Dungeon Master Manual. I've I've done mostly private games. I've only done one public game ever that was I was a role-playing GM, but um, I would really, really like to and especially, and again, you know, you'll hear us come back to this a lot because we're thinking about misclicks, but we really want to show some women DMs in the space because there aren't a whole lot in the streaming space right now and we're really excited that, um, I don't know if this has even been announced, but I'll just say cryptically that we do have a woman DM who is going to be bringing us a new show on Miss Clicks. I know
2: because she was on last week. Remember? that's oh, right.
3: Good. Okay, yeah. good, good, yeah. So D and D prophecy. Naja Corps. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: We talked to her, uh, uh, and it's yeah, what, the the premise of her uh, homebrew campaign sounds yeah. awesome. I can't. She,
1: I was very impressed with because she hasn't been doing it for very long. Mm-hmm. I know, and she yeah. just was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna,
2: I'm leading the show now." She's Let a pretty talk. amazing person. Yep. We yeah. met her. We actually met her at. TwitchCon uh, last year. Cool. Um, and she basically, I, well, actually, that's not true. I met her at GenCon, excuse me, last year, and she basically ran me down and said, <laughs> "I want to work with Miss Clicks. Let's work together. You need to have some, you know, diversity." And I was like, "Cool, let's do it."
0: Yep, you're on. Um,
2: and and she's been awesome. She's she's one I'm I'm trying to get her to help me with behind the scenes, but we keep ha- I keep. It's actually my fault. We keep mis- messing up our meetings because I'm <laughs> busy. But she's uh It's going to be a lot of fun. They've been working, and then having Jess as a resource for art, but also as a player. Jess has done a ton of role playing. Now she's on been on she's on a cup, uh, been on two shows with Roll Twenty,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, and then, uh, her and I did we did like a six week interim with. Um, not a Dungeons and Dragons game. Well,
3: <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> different, okay. Don't different worry. game.
2: Uh, we played Dungeon World for a couple weeks with Adam Coble. Um, right. and and then we played Monster Hearts for one week. Um and it was she was awesome. So we've been I think we met her in real life once now when we went to DC. Otherwise, we really like we said, everybody's very virtual.
0: <laughs> that's, that's amazing. I mean, you really yeah. don't – I mean, I think there's the old school kind of way of thinking of like, oh, no, no, nothing beats face-to-face. But now uh, I think with video conferencing and everything, it's it's totally possible to have completely virtual companies, as you say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, and, well, in addition to um, the Dice Camera action with Dungeons & Dragons that Chris Bergens is running and that Anna is in and uh, Click's Prophecy, what are some other – you know, uh, maybe off the beaten path streams or or podcasts uh, uh, that you've you've heard of, or and and, and think uh, more people should be paying attention to.
3: You mean Dungeons and Dragons shows?
0: Well, Dungeons and Dragons shows, or or you know, anything. role playing shows, yeah. you know, anything like that.
3: Well, Miss Clicks has um, when Prophecy airs, that'll be three role playing shows per week. Mm-hmm. So we we love to promote those. Uh, Miss Clicks D and D, the flagship show that's now titled Seaborn, is on. Tuesdays directly following Dice Camera Action. And we then call we have... That
2: two call Neil. Yeah, is, yeah. Because it's a, a version of 2.0 that Neil... With a little homebrew.
0: <laughs> with a lot of, yeah. yeah with a sense. lot of homebrew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm
3: just yeah. Um, Sorry, um, and then we also have our new Star Wars role-playing show on Sundays, um, which I think starts at 5.00.
2: Five PM Stephanie. So yeah, five, PM, 5 Pacific. PM Pacific. And then
3: we'll have Prophecy as well. So those are the ones on Misclicks. Of course, you have to check out It Me JP's channel if you're looking for role playing shows. But mm-hmm. I'm sure that most of you, if you are familiar with role playing, have seen his. So um, there's a lot of really good ones over there. And I'm trying to think of any that are more off the beaten path that I have noticed that other people haven't seen. But I can't does Stephanie, do any come to mind? I mean Roll 20 shows, definitely.
2: We don't have any D&D right now, though, so it's not a – but we are doing – what are we doing? We're doing Mage, the Ascension 20th, and uh, the Burning Wheel. Um,
3: Oh, you know, um, I do know another – Wax Steven puts on quite a few – Really good True. shows that are a little off the beaten path that people haven't seen. I think his channel is Twitch slash Wax Steven. It right. is, and I've I've been on a few of his shows, and they are always so much fun. And I always wish I could be on more. And sorry, sorry, Wax Steven, if you're listening to this, that I'm busy like every She's Saturday. He's clearly very uh, busy. He's <laughs> actually
2: one of our um, Roll Twenty has this program now where we're doing where we have Twitch ambassadors um, who play and live stream with Twitch content or, I'm sorry Roll20 content on Twitch and Wax Steven um, Eric Vulgaris and AP Gaming Real are the three we're hosting right now so those are definitely good role playing channels I can't confirm whether they're only playing D&D or not but they're definitely role playing all the time
0: well we love we love all forms of role playing obviously yeah. the, the Dragon's <laughs> holds a special place in our heart but uh, uh, I, I think it's all uh, part of the same wonderful oh, yeah. family
2: well and that's the Absolutely. beauty of like the SRD5 right is yeah. you get you Get the, the people coming out, and I mean, Pathfinder basically came from you guys, right? <laughs> is that not that's true? the rumor? I don't, that's I, don't the know. R- I don't know, I don't know what the real history is,
0: the, but you know,
2: <laughs> yes, that's probably not, <laughs> uh, but no, you know what I mean. OGL content comes out and exactly,
0: exactly. Two, so, you know, speaking of which, are awesome. you guys, uh, uh, you know, thinking about uh, putting up any? Content up on the Dungeon Masters Guild uh, from based on your shows, you know, from from yeah. character archetypes to backgrounds to things that you know might have been developed like over time on your shows, and then uh, 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 putting up there. I think that might be a, a cool way to get more more fans looking at at Misclick
3: stuff.
2: Yeah, I think um, I don't know if uh, I haven't shown that to Anna yet. Have you seen that what they're talking about, Anna?
3: only briefly and and did think the same thing that it would be yeah, a great exactly. thing for us to get involved in. I think we both <laughs>
2: sat there and stared at it and went, "Oh, this is this is definitely something we need to do." Um, but like I like all things, it's a when will we have time for this? Right. But no, um I think my goal for it would be to try to find we have so many people volunteering and keeping track of that kind of stuff. Yeah. is trying to get one of our like a Mark uh our stat guy to, you know, take, take hold of a project like that. But yeah, that's sure. definitely something we've thought about because obviously it's really more for us about like people coming and finding a cool community to come and hang out.
0: Absolutely. You know, and I we think definitely
2: don't care about numbers that much. As far
0: <laughs> as your mission of, uh, of, of, trying to amplify the amount of uh, uh, women who are, who are creative. I think, you know, I'd love to see more submissions to the Dungeon Master's Guild from women, essentially. So, you know, any way we can, we can bring more attention to that and get be like, you know, because I know they're, they're making up stuff. The DMs yeah. that are out there are, are definitely creating adventures and, and, and making really great stories, you know. So that'd be a, a fantastic way to, to distribute that to everybody.
3: Yeah, I love that. I love how Stephanie's like, we have so many volunteers doing this. We have like Three. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, one of one of us one day will do that because I would love to see that happen. Me too. Well, I think we have other people who could help. Yeah, there's like 50 sure. people in our Slack channel. Yeah, Miss fans, <laughs> if you're watching this right now, you could be that person. That's
0: right. You can you can you can volunteer and and, and join the 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 brigade of uh, Miss uh, volunteers who are going to be putting stuff up on Dungeon Masters scale. I can't wait to see it right <laughs> awesome so uh yeah uh do you i mean now is a good time to plug any kind of uh personal twitters or anything like that so uh yeah stephanie where can people find you
2: sure uh my twitter is miss abison m-i-s-s-a-b-a-c-y-n uh wizards i stole that name from you <laughs> um, <laughs> i i am the angel of hope you are the um, angel of hope
0: for magic right exactly yes.
2: Um, but yeah, uh, Miss Avison on Twitter um, and MissClicks obviously we are MissClicks on all of the things and it's M-I-S-S-C-L-I-K-S, uh, YouTube Twitch Twitter
0: and the C is not capitalized. The C is not. Yeah. It's
2: not Take it's MissClicks like as if misclicking
3: was one word. Not Miss. But even but it's, I mean it's, even it's like a lady whose last name is Click with no C. MissClicks two of them I don't know it's really <laughs> the I'm I know it. there you go
0: what about one you uh, it's Anna. one
2: word that's all that you need to know
0: <laughs> you have it's so one many one word and
2: the first letter is capitalized or not your choice, but the middle one is not it's very it's a
3: whole thing
0: you can google it it's all it's all the stories List,
3: yeah
0: out there somewhere Anna you have so many twitter followers but I'm sure you're going to want some more
3: <laughs> yeah, if you want to, Twitter is absolutely the best place to hang out with me and find out what I'm up to because I stream just about every day, but it's on a million different channels these days. So, um, at Anna Prosser on Twitter, as, as well as just about everywhere except for YouTube, which is Anna Prosser TV. Um, Twitch.tv slash Anna Prosser is also there. But you can find me weekly streaming on Misclicks at least twice a week for Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then um, I'm on Twitch weekly on Fridays. And uh, this week, which will have been a while ago by this time. (laughs) But we are going to be talking about the Dungeons & Dragons podcast, and you can find out all sorts of other cool stuff that will be happening on Twitch. So it's always a great idea to let me know if you know of cool role-playing content that's happening so that I can talk about it on Twitch weekly. I love doing that.
0: Oh, sweet. Absolutely. And, of course, Dice Camera Action uh, with Dungeons & Dragons is uh, Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific time. Yep. Yep. Uh, so you can see Anna in all of her glory there, playing with uh, 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 Chris Perkins and some other awesome, awesome folks. So, uh,
2: Yeah. We'll,
0: well, hopefully we'll have some uh, uh, some guest spots uh, uh, oh, uh, uh, some up, you know, in, in, a, in a few weeks. Uh, so,
2: <laughs> I could bring back my one of my characters. I I literally walked away in the middle because I didn't know how to exit. My guest spot. <laughs> <laughs> I literally just left them all on the top of a ladder and walked away <laughs> I, I, think all all that, I remember like that,
3: that. <laughs> you just disappeared from the call and I was like where did she go mm. and you just never came back and that was the end of your character
0: it was like a trust fall that she was mm-hmm. like alright I'm out <laughs> we don't trust you anymore well thanks so much guys for uh, uh, taking out the time to talk to us and uh, it was great and I'm uh, looking forward to hearing more thank you
2: thank, thank, you, thank you so you. much for having us
0: Uh, So, yeah, go and check them out, uh, I'm sure, uh, at uh, missclicks.com and all the new shows they have coming out. We just spoke to uh, uh, Nadja and Jess uh, previously about the show that they're doing together, but they always have new uh, and wonderful programming coming out. uh, So that's the place to do it.
1: Keep up with them.
0: You can follow me at Greg Tito. I'm on Twitter. Ask me anything about the show or about DMing or Dungeons and Dragons in general. Where are you at?
1: At Shelly Moo.
0: Shelly Moo. You can ask her about Avalon Hill stuff. You, you can, can ask me
1: about Avalon Hill.
0: And it's also at Avalon Hill too, right? Yeah, that's right. Yes, two. 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 T-O-O. The, the,
1: no, the number two. Oh, crap. Oh, oh
0: no. Nobody's going to me In addition now. to. I screwed it all up. Oh, my God. All right. Well, you can also follow the official uh, Wizards account at uh, wizards underscore dnd. Uh, Madame Ava is still reading her Taroka uh, readings for you, so you can uh, retweet some of her tweets and get a daily reading, um, and she'll tell you uh, amazing things that you should always follow and listen to. Always. Always. Yes. All right, thank you so much. Thank you. We'll talk to you guys in about a week time.
1: Bye-bye. Bye.